At Enniscorthy Credit Union, you can now sign up to a new MyCU current account with debit MasterCard. A current account that offers low monthly fees, no transaction fees for students up to age 24, is globally accepted with Google and Apple Pay, and they have real people there to chat to. Access your money anytime, anywhere with the Enniscorthy CU app. Open a MyCU current account today with Enniscorthy Credit Union and save money. The MyCU debit card is issued by UAB PayerNet, pursuant to license by MasterCard International Inc. Terms and conditions apply. Enniscorthy Credit Union is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about and that's really fun. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me <laughs> like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chain. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. Wexford get their first league point of the year with an 11-point win in Mullingar at the weekend versus Westmead, coming away with a decent tally of 223. But 20 wides, Ben. Do we take optimism in the amount of scoring chances or is it time to start getting worried about our shooting? I suppose you have to take both, really. You know, there were some very bad wides, but yeah, a lot of a lot of chances created. So Dara said after the game, there will be one day they'll just all go over and we'll absolutely hockey someone. Yeah, look forward to that. And still, younger lads are getting more minutes and it was it was nice to see such a spread of scorers with Ross Banville, Chin, Connor Hearn, Charlie McGuckin, Carl Dunbar, Rory Higgins, Corey Byrne Dunbar, Ian Carty and Mogie all getting on the score sheet. I'm convinced Ross Banville only got on because I spoke about him last week. Yeah. Who are you going to speak about this week? Well, let's, <laughs> let's find out who's going to get their chance. Anyway, this week we chat to Albert DeBalak and Wexford star Sean Murphy. Sean has numerous county senior titles as well as a club Leinster title with Owlert. He's got a Fitzgibbon title with WIT and that sweet Leinster title in 2019 with Wexford. He retired from intercounty duties earlier this year. That's himself, Paul Morris and Harry Kyo, all working for Future Nutrition and all retiring in the last 12 months. Do you think there's anything in that, Ben? We have to ask Sean and see. Let's find out. So, Sean, has there been a directive from Future Nutrition that uh, all you lads have to retire or something? Yeah, they're they're putting the squeeze on, I think. Future Nutrition is where the inter-county hurlers go to die, I think. <laughs> uh, I know, just, uh, I think it just ended up being three three lads hitting in their career ended up there at the one time. So how did you make the decision in the end to to finish up? Um, I suppose I don't know if you know it was supposed to be the, the injury and things like that I got the back surgery last year and um, but it was kind of a, a struggle really for for a long time kind of even before the surgery and um, I suppose it took a lot longer than I thought really to get back and I was kind of maybe kicking the can down the road until after the Leinster Championship with Owlert and, and then just, I suppose I had to have an honest conversation with myself to see would I be able to kind of get back up to that level and I just met Darren and I was honest with him and I probably felt it was 
um, the right time, to be honest with you, get back and get myself right for, I suppose, general day-to-day life, really, as well, and um, try and give the club um, a few decent years as well. Was that injury a, a long-standing injury, or was it? how did it happen? Um, yeah, it probably flared up on me uh, during the COVID year. Um, the back, you know, nerve trouble in my back um, all that year in that 2020 championship. Um, I didn't really know what it was at the time um, and ended up going to see a specialist and they thought it was, was getting like shooting pains down into my hip and they were recommending uh, hip surgery that, that I suppose a typical one that a lot of lads get, the FAI but um, I kind of deep down knew it wasn't something like that so I kind of just put, put it off really to answer you um, and doing rehab with the physios and things um, with the county team and um, ended up then just kind of progressively getting worse Um I remember kind of the league campaign then the following year in 2021 come April I actually thought it was kind of going to be finished I remember ringing Davey saying I don't I don't think I can carry on the way it's it's gone um, and I pretty much stopped training from April that year on really and just kind of talked out done a bit of the hard work and Tuesday night didn't really talk out on the Thursday nights and played the matches the weekend and that's kind of how that year went with kind of county and club and then it just flared up really bad then kind of come that winter trying to get the surgery around this time last year then tough year last year then trying to get back yeah it's just one of the things it's just you kind of think you're going better than you are really as I was at back out on the pitch kind of felt like I was maybe a couple of weeks off putting my helmet on really when the lads were um, kind of preparing for the qualifiers um, and sure enough it was probably the bad thing about it being involved with the hurling is you, you kind of have targets and deadlines or dates in your head that you're trying to get back and you're pushing and um, maybe in hindsight probably shouldn't have probably been pushing as hard and I end up maybe probably delaying getting back you know, obviously missed all the club championship until um, kind of near the I suppose the I understand come up came on in the club game again Blackwater the last round and got injured straight away I mean it was just Hadn't been doing anything, so I just got back for the semi-final and, and the final. Um, then got a nice break again to try and work on it to get back for the Leinster campaign. Uh, you came in. You came in. You were a minor with Liam Dunn, yeah, for two years. Yeah, so I actually would have had Liam. Um, yeah, from 16, 17, 18, kind of all, um, and took the two years minor, and then kind of the, the, the senior, five years of senior. But um, yes, two years should we end up, I suppose. Got into the Leicester final both years and getting bet in both years. Not ideal, I suppose. But no. you, this was a there was a good crew of you, Paul, Harry, Mogi as well. Yeah, there was that nice. Yeah, there was um sure Matt and Mark, Mogi, Dio, um, you said Paul, Harry. I think there's there was probably that minor team probably had a, a high ratio of lads that went on to hard senior. To be fair, there was a lot of lads over the years, kind of in and out and on the team at different stages. Um, like a lot of that's still there, and then there was, I think, there was seven or eight of us, um, still on the, I suppose, on the panel of the year we won Leinster then in nineteen. Would you have noticed like that that group had had a serious strive like to go on like yeah. lasted so long? It was like yeah, it was just like, you get it at different stages, you know, through kind of teams and careers, and like that was just a good group. I think to be fair, um, kind of came all together. You know, there was a lot of lads hurling um, and doing well even with their schools. You know, back even FCJ at that time were doing really well. I think in like the senior uh, B championship at that time, the Peters were like good council. 
we were all kind of competing um, at a high level and a lot of lads um, came through um, at that age group. And because I suppose it helps, you know, having a good few lads, very friendly with a lot of them still are, a lot of the guys are still very close and, and really good friends. And you know, when you just get a group like that, they come through together and, you know, pushing each other um, hard in training and, and getting on well off the field as well. It, it helps kind of obviously go and train all them nights easier and, um, and sticking together. And then you were straight in on the under twenty one panel after minor, were you? Yeah, no, straight in. Just playing a little bit of soccer at the time as well. So it was kind of uh, I think it went straight in there, yeah. I didn't have a great record there either two Leinster finals. We got bed in um both of them were Dublin. So um I got stretched off after fifteen minutes and one. Um funny story and that ended up being brought to the hospital, caught a broken ankle. Um went off in the, the ambulance to the hospital and sure no one was with me, just sent off on my own. Um, I was in the hospital, didn't know what was going on, and could check myself out and jumped in the taxi and, and went back to the, the, the grounds. Um, and uh, was let off at the top of Parnell and sort of no money was in my gear and everything, you know. Um, and, and so I had to tell the taxi man to, to wait there. And as I was walking back into Parnell Park, everyone was walking out and I was trying to grab people to say, Will you throw the taxi man a few pounds? Uh, and then, so I went back in, didn't know the result, I had to ask the supporters on the way, What was the result? <laughs> uh, so obviously it was take out then broke up hobbling around the place um, the ankle wasn't broken the head but it was uh, trying to get in and get back into, into the, basically just hoping the lads would win it and they'd be back for the final race so once you got to the hospital you were just sitting around I was sitting there like, to yourself like screw this I'm heading back yeah I was in A&E um, pretty much and you know yourself in A&E just hanging around like waiting and waiting and nothing was really happening and I said I think that you know, the angle had just swelled up and I just grabbed a couple of pairs of crutches and went off. You've never phone or anything, no? No, not. not just sent off oh, you yeah, on your gear. Like, yeah. No yeah. one with you? No, has has dinner with me. I, I hope the uh, medical practice in Wexford GA has improved. So, yeah, you know. I think it's, it's gone a bit better since then, anyway, I think. You would hope so. <laughs> you were a keen soccer player too? Yeah, Um Played a good bit of soccer, I suppose. Um, played all the way up along. I started off at the Josses and ended up at the Wexford Youths and was on the kind of the Irish development teams from kind of maybe 12 till um, 18. And was over in Sunderland for trials. So with that, so it was a great experience. Like it was over there when Roy Keane was there. Um, yeah, he was manager. Went over actually with Connor Howard, um, who's, uh, I think he's with Swansea now. But um, it was went over together. Um just like not flew over not separately or whatever, but we were in the same digs and trained there for two weeks. But uh, it just was a fantastic experience. Like we were trained with like said, Jordan Henderson and um Connor Colbeck there. Um, a few lads that have made it like fairly at a fairly high level, obviously, since and and Esther yeah, Connor, he obviously got signed. I was sent back to work on my game as such, but um joy, I was great, like great experience just to see that level, like train, going professional set up, like be exposed to that, you know, train twice a day, um, just to see the standards of what they're doing and the even the gym facilities and like I got exposed to stuff over there that, to be honest, are still probably not over, um, at this level, just like at intercounty level probably, but at club level, like, um, you know, there's, there's still a, a way to go obviously in that end of it. Would you still have been strongly interested in pursuing soccer at this at the time, um, or were you were you happy enough to? Dedicate yourself to Harlan. 
I kind of came to a head really at that age. Um, like there was a couple of, I suppose, tough decisions to be made. I remember that minor Leinster final and the second year 08, we were playing in All Ireland um, quarter final with Wallace, you know, the, the county soccer at the time. They were fixed for the same day. And like it was just, what was it going to do? What, which one was it going to go to? And you know, you're chatting to Liam and chatting to, to Mick Wallace. And it ended up actually the soccer got rescheduled. Um, and that was kind of a an ongoing thing around them years, like you know, much kind of you know, county minor and kind of under twenty level, like it was just it was unbelievable to do both and still, like to be honest with you, and um, like it was doing crazy stuff, like three be you know, you want to end coral weekends, training like the army camp on Friday, Saturday, and then I remember like getting up the Sunday morning, coming back down to Wexford Youth's League of Ireland pre-season training and doing that on the Sunday, then like it was just. Okay, you know, 18 years of age, I may just decide one or the other. And I kind of felt like Hurling was the one that I kind of felt they had, you know, a bigger, a bigger draw to at the time. Um, but yeah, like you'd miss a soccer. Like, you know, I still went back and played one game um, there that year and just, sort of just broke up after before the, I got the back surgery. So that's what it ended with. It was pure madness trying to go back and play after, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah, your debut against Offaly in 2012 yeah that was your first year on the panel yeah yeah that was it um uh, debut uh championship debut that that day up in in in, in o'connor park uh didn't go quite flank got whipped off at half time so um but uh, we ended up losing that game um but yeah that was the, f- the first day out a couple of us made our debut that day himself and and willie debricks i think was i was wing back and he was he was the other one i think that day as well Jack Rainey as well, maybe, did he? Jack could have, yeah. There was a few, it was a Leeds first year, so there was a kind of few changes onto the team. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, that would be kind of first taste of, of championship part in that senior in the county. And getting whipped off at halftime, were, were, the, were the words from Liam kind or were the, were the words um, at all? Or? Yeah, no, look, it was just kind of, I suppose, one of them things, it was the way it was kind of explained, was, was the way it was going, it was, could have been one of any of really, but look, I wasn't uh, no no point saying anything else. I wasn't going just this. I wasn't pulling up trees. I put it that way. So no, no surprise. And that that was your. It took a long time to get another start, then, did it? Um. Yeah, I suppose like it was. Yeah, look, I suppose in 12, 13, 14, I didn't. I suppose I played a decent bit of games. Came on here and there in twelve, like thirteen, then kind of in the panel. Making squads and making you know match days, but um and then like realistically, I was kind of out of frame. I remember in fourteen, I didn't make any championship match day panels, and lads had a great year in fourteen. And I kind of said like, um, you know, I trained like dog that winter, trying to get back, and they said I want to be part of the you all. Know, I suppose that experience, you know, the player Mexico Park or Ennis and so Waterford Northern Park, and um. I yeah trained really hard that summer or that winter and come the following um, 2015 league I was kind of playing but you know I was kind of corner forward one day maybe wing back another day um and I remember just having a chat with Liam just saying like what's happening um like Joe where do you see me I suppose or plans and look at the time I suppose the half back line was pretty strong and that was my best position and. I suppose between the two of us, we just decided maybe it was the best thing to do was go back to Ulster at the time and get a good run of games and nail a position if you like. And it was kind of good time. Frank Flannery just come in with Ulster, um, and he had actually had rang me maybe a couple of weeks before and said, "Listen, I've seven matches in the next 
you know, eight or nine weeks. Um, you'd be playing every one of them. You know, he was obviously trying to get back to play the matches, knowing I wasn't playing a lot with extra at the time. And I just went back there, and I suppose um, he played me centre-back, and I probably haven't looked back since, really, that time. It was just about, like, actually getting a run of games in your a preferred position. Yeah, that was it. Like, I suppose, sure, look, I said at the time, Wexford was, you know, to be honest with you, the half-back line was probably the other half-back line I was struggling. Even if you like to, to nail down my preferred position at the club as well, you had, you know, for a few years, you had um, Darren Stamp, Paul Roach, uh, Mick Jacob, Davy Ray, Larry Bender, they were all in around that kind of area of the pitch, even with Wexford. So, um, like, you were kind of playing out position even with Ouler at that time, really, as well. Um, and... Looking for when Frank came in, I just got, I suppose, literally played every one of them games in, and at, at centre back. And yeah, just really took off. I was looking, I suppose, we had a great year at the club that year as well. You didn't like change anything in your own lifestyle or preparation that improved your performances or anything? Um, no, as I said, like that, that, I suppose, just, I suppose, got obviously hungry for getting in and play. Like, I suppose, seeing the lads um, in 14. Um, like you know, having that, I suppose, big days in Mexico Park and and Lone Park and seeing the, the crowd and stuff like like and you sitting in the stand like I just remember saying like I like going to go on the pitch for them you know the next day next time Mexico in them days I going to be out on the pitch and I was just I suppose going away and working on myself as I said that that winter when um, we got knocked out uh, with Ollers and um, I really didn't take a break I just kind of went back into the gym and back. Um, working on myself um, and I had like a good look, I probably had with the year with Ola because I had a good five or six months with the county as well um, and then kind of stepped away around April and um, you know I was kind of getting into the, the stage where I suppose the championship was different at that stage and um, you know I kind of went back um, for the you know them two games with Ola that were and then you take the break and you had it so I had a really good run of, of games and training then under my belt and um, that was really it yeah Say the run of games is the, probably the most important thing because I've often thought about it and players that are close to a panel but they're dropped off it and you know told to go back to their club and work on themselves or see see how you get on. You kind of think, yeah, well, they're actually they're going to be falling further behind because they're going to be missing that extra level of training that the county lads are getting exposed to. But obviously, for you, it was just it was just the games that you needed and the, and the run of them and as you as you mentioned, nailing down the position. Yeah, I yeah, like and to me, look, you're going at that time, you know, with Ouler, like there was obviously, you know, you had like a uh, lot of the county lads, like when I first went into the county team, there was 11 older lads in there, you know, I was the last remaining in there, you know, when I left this year, you know what I mean? So there was, and then the games that we're getting with Ouler were obviously at high level, and you know, Frank was um, like a fantastic coach as well. So, like, I was going back. From like realistically, it was like leaving one intercounty set up back to another, and to be honest, so um, you still continued on in that, but as you said, getting in that position and playing it on a continuous basis, you know, week after week, and um, like really helped and it gave me confidence too. Like, in terms of, you know, I said, as moved, being moved around, you know, one week as corner back, or you know, next week I could have been corner forward, and um, you know, it was kind of a to be honest with you, it was kind of a stopgap, you know, extra at the time, you know, just kind of a utility player, really. Um, and then just like and you do that as a young player I suppose in a sense you know you, you do anything to, to be in the panel and to, to borrow extra to play there but um, ultimately as the years go on so you have to get a bit selfish and uh, want to play and, and get on the team and have your own position So then did uh, did that exposure to all the different positions in a 
in a county setup, did that all lead into you becoming the perfect sweeper? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I suppose, controversial, but uh, look, from my point of view, um, like at that stage, you're open to anything, like sweeper, like from day we came in, there was lads were so open. We were up like sponges, like we were open to all sorts of concepts and designs or you know, game plans or whatever it be. And uh, I suppose he had he had rang me and said he was thinking of a couple of positions and one was sweeper and he played a couple of games there and he just stuck with me there for a few years. But um look, I enjoyed it. Um I didn't mind it. Like I said, like soccer background, I'd see that. I know it's a bit controversial, but like four four two was the only way to play. 20 years ago, like now lads are playing, you know, three by three or five at the back or, you know, one up front or false nines and all this. Like to me, like everything goes on. GA is no different. Harlan, there's different different ways of playing 15 on 15, which really no one's really playing at the minute. Like it's, it might go back that way again. You could end up with four inside at different, different stages. Like, but um, at the minute, probably two inside seems to be the most popular one. Um, and maybe like a, a floater and stuff and lads coming deep so um, yeah look I was happy enough to play it when I was was playing it um, came with a few uh, I suppose you get the odd few comments going around I had one fella say to me one day I was paying for Diesel and he says um, you Sean Murphy and he says yeah he's the harder and I said yeah he says uh, so you're the fella that's ruined makes her harder <laughs> 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 so maybe after that I'd said time to get out was it difficult, like thinking about that? You're, you're, you're probably your first long run, long run of stretch in, in the team as the sweeper, and then half the country is giving out about Wexford actually playing the system that has you in the team. Yeah, like, so look, you'd hear some of it, like a lot of it you block about it said at the time with us with Wexford, we were probably like, look, we were open to different things, and sure, you know, Davy is Davy will try anything, you know, and. We, we got a bounce off it, you know, we started getting results in the league coming into that championship, you know, we got to Leinster final first year, 17. So, like, really the outside noise was exactly that. Like, it was outside noise at the time. You know, you didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, I suppose in the latter years, it'll probably get in a bit, you know, much is because there's a lot more people voicing their opinions and we should be changing this and we should be changing that and it probably get, became a lot more vocal. But in the general consensus, I think people are just happy that we are being competitive and, you know, winning a couple of games and maybe getting to like a Leinster final or, um, and that was probably in the latter stages when maybe we fell up short, but um, yeah, as I said, I think it's kind of just outside noise for a lot of it, to be honest. How was the experience in Wexford Park on against Kilkenny in 2017 as the sweeper? Good. I suppose the any day you play Kilkenny um, in a packed house in Wexford Park, they're just, they're, they're great days. Like they're days you look forward to, I suppose they're, Probably one of them fixtures you you look when the fixture list comes out, you probably you know earmark some of them ones, um, whether they're in Mex Park or Northern Park, but um it was unbelievable, like full house, the crowd, um, like it was Tidford had, I suppose, was in the balance for a long time and you know, I suppose to get over the line, you know, again, it was like one of them days, as I said, in 14 maybe with Claire. I was in the stand for that, like, you know, to be part of that in 17 and to be on the pitch and play I suppose a big role and it was it was great Did a lot more pressure then when you obviously have you would have played a fairly simple game plan before then up to Conor Mack and then obviously you're a sweeper you're on most of the ball do you feel, do you feel a lot more pressure then having to pick out the right pass Um, yeah it's really even it kind of changed over the years like I remember like 
I suppose back, as I said at the start, was get the ball and hit it as long as you can, probably, or just you know clear your lines as such. Um, but even Davy's first year, I suppose it was very simple as a sweeper. It was kind of you know uh, like the two main instructions were protect to like you know double up on two, three, and four, and you know protect the line of sight to the goal. And then each year, it just was layers added onto it and it developed. But like obviously, you're getting on a lot of ball, and um, especially seventeen. Like I suppose it was new to obviously Wex were playing that way and like were like there was days you're getting 20, 24, 25, 26 possessions, you know, so you have to use the ball well and work it um through the lines. And I suppose like there's more emphasis on you when you're getting on the ball. So the days that don't go well, you're just very easy to pick out the sweeper that's keeping away the ball a lot. Or or if the goals are conceded, was that the was that the problem problem? Yeah, or was that, it ever was it ever brought up if there was a goal conceded? Because We've heard it a number of times, like that. Davy talking about the sweeper, it is to stop the goals going in. Like that's the primary. Yeah, like he would. I suppose, like if you're doing your, I suppose your video sessions or your huddle or whatever afterwards, and there's a goal scored, like probably the first question is Sean or Kevin or whoever's doing that role. You know, where were you or what happened? Or there's times where you know you'd be gone up the field, maybe you know attacking or whatever, and just you get turned over, counter attack. Or whatever, and you might be out of position and RC or but um you see probably didn't concede that many goals um yeah. them years, but it is generally kind of one of the first questions where's the, the sweeper. But look, it's not to revolve in the game, like you know, it's just changing out to your you're sitting six or you're holding six or plus one is obviously the buzzword at the minute, like everyone's just plus one and getting back. So um it just it changes over time. New words come on it, new plays come on it. So um, I'd imagine it's the same with, with them kind of styles at the minute as well. And then 2019, you got uh, you got fired from your sweeper role. Yeah, and, uh, I got the bullet. Wing back. Yeah. I must admit, uh, when you were moved to wing back, I thought just Murphy could struggle now to be in this team now that he's not a <laughs> sweeper now. How how did you feel about that? Yeah, um, you and me both. To be honest, it's been like I suppose as you said, probably the first five years of my county career, I was getting 10 minutes here and there, you know, not even, you know, it could be practice matches and then, so it's two years in the team, a sweeper, and for sure, hearing it myself, lads be blackguarding even in the club here, lads in there, she would have marked man in two years, like, you don't know what it's like, <laughs> you know, um, and like, that's thinking on you too, like, you know, the boys would be only blackguarding, but then, look, you get the bit between your teeth and you want to prove everyone wrong and prove yourself as well, so I, like, that was my motivation, I suppose, really, in, in 19 was, um, like it really is to prove myself as, and I was look as happy enough. I was delighted to play that throughout two years, but to be honest with you, I was actually delighted to, to get away from it as well in terms of because I did want to prove myself. Um, as a, I suppose, a, I suppose you want to call it a proper back, um, <laughs> and and play, um, as well. So, um, but yeah, it was good. I actually started off midfield, believe it or not, in a couple of league games, and I said, Oh, here, this will be because I know, um, I suppose midfield was fairly. I suppose heavy loaded at that that year as well. And I I kind of said to myself, like, if any chance of making the team now is to get back at, at wing back and, and try and nail down that spot. So how was it then when going back marking lads at wing back? Uh, after um, after two years and not having to mark anyone. Yeah, sure. Look, um, and a bigger emphasis on marking when the sweeper is there, the 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 six backs are meant to be like touch tight all the time. Yeah, but that's it, like in, in a way, in a sense, it was like Simple in a sense, like you know, Davies as well. Plan at the time was you have a sweeper there, 
like your job is your man pretty much so it really kind of narrows down your focuses um, and you ended up I suppose throughout that year be kind of coming um, a man mark if you like so like I ended up I suppose being back a lot of times but like I was in cornerback um, and it changed from, from day to day um, but uh, I, I actually really enjoyed it um, I suppose naturally I like kind of getting up and down as well and getting a couple of shots off and contributing um, but I suppose look at the priority was kind of your man as well and I said that narrowed down the focus a good bit but um, no, I, I enjoyed it to say. Must have had to have some fitness though, because as you just mentioned there, you enjoyed getting up and getting your shots. I mean, you, you were up and down the field nonstop. The two, the two half, the half back lines, the backs in general under yeah. Davy in two thousand and nineteen, especially were like constantly just up and down the field. I'd say a nightmare for forwards to have to deal with. Yeah, like that was it. I suppose, like even I remember having this chat with Davy, even when I was sweeper and stuff. It was just like you know at times. It was literally say Jip on his man, maybe Demo or Simon and his man and myself. Like so it could have been five players in one half of the field because everyone else was like bomb forward. And no matter what or how good you are, um, or how quick you are, you're not gonna cover the ground as quick as the ball. Do you know? So there was times where like if a team turned us over and they got their head up, there was so much grass to hit, didn't matter where I suppose the sweeper was a, a so chip he was able to play a good ball into grass and I suppose it was, I was like that then when I came into being back, I kind of tried to use, I suppose, maybe a bit of that from my time to kind of time your runs and not maybe be um, gone all the time, if you like, and and, and but bound up and down. But it did change, like, over the first couple of years, like, just probably a couple of K added to what lads were running um, yeah. in games. It was just, like, it was up and down. And like you said, if the way I looked at it at times as well, if I'm on, I suppose they're scoring forward and he's maybe um looking at my number and my back going the other way at times. You know, he obviously doesn't have the ball in his hand and, and, and scoring trying to shoot the other way. So um yeah, it was good. It was just but challenging at times just to kind of keep getting up and down. If I remember correctly, after the 2019 semi-final against Tip, the narrative was that uh Bubbles was chasing you, you had him in your pocket. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I was, I suppose that was. Uh, I was actually just happy to make the field that day. I was. I had a fitness test that morning, but um, I didn't even know if I was going to play. Um, and I for basically kind of gave up on me. I, I, I tore my calf, and um, I just put it. Maybe it probably helped me game in a way because I probably said I just went look. I'm here now. Just go for as hard as I can for as long as I can. Um, and I just ran like a madman there a couple of times but uh, um, like that I said Bubbles like if he's chasing me back the field he's you know he's not you know he's, he's not doing what he wants he's to do you were incredibly far forward <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep him that into the field I didn't want to I didn't want to be chasing around but I had to go it was probably the pass the pass of the day for Connor McDonald's goal but you were literally on the end line <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I actually had got forward a couple of times, and I had a, a shot in goal. And Mac was, um, I probably should have gave it across to Mac. He was at the far corner, and um, then next time we got up there, I said I'd, I'd be passing off, and I wasn't going to be shooting from from that angle or anything. But uh, you could see Mac and uh, big paw sticking up at the far post. Another one, another goal for Chin later on as well. Yeah, that was that's actually what um, finished me. Actually, I uh, I got a ball off Jacko or Mogi or something, and I kind of pivoted and went to push off. Um, I suppose 
the bad leg, if you like, and pop the ball to chain. And as I kind of spun, I meant to push off the um I could feel that the I suppose the the tear popping the muscle again. And that was so when Chinny was running in that goal, I was um I was in agony. No celebration for you. No, I well, from the poke out, I said I tried to continue on from the poke out. I remember um trying to hobble after Barry Heffern, I think it was at the time, and I just said here, that's that's me finished. I wasn't able to go at all. So um I was uh off off after that, which was uh I suppose at that time I think we were a couple of points up and I suppose again like that, you just want to be on the pitch for them moments and big moments, all in semi final. I suppose look, they haven't played in much. Um you're just disappointed to going off. Do you know what? Initially I was delighted just to get there and play. And then at that stage, you know, he was I suppose I was thinking we're gonna drive on and win it, man up, a couple of points up. And uh, I was actually just raging that I was actually going off the field to I suppose miss out on the I, as I said at that time, I thought we were going to kick on. And would been any thinking then at that stage of how bad your leg was, and are you thinking all Ireland? Am I going to be back for it? No, not not at that time. Um, like I, I suppose it was really, I said, just really just missing out on on that game. So it was such a good game, like the atmosphere of the game. Was, yeah. it, was on, like it was just it was such a like it just felt like you know one of them games, even in it, and sort of like. Like it felt like I was going well and you know getting on the ball and she just she was hungry and mad to, to, to get on the ball and contribute. Um, so at that stage it was just uh, just disappointed leaving the field to, to be uh, missing out on the I suppose the last minute twenty minutes or fifteen minutes. I suppose we can exempt you from any blame for how the game finished then. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. <laughs> but one game I can't get any blame for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I look at this point, I suppose, it's like I suppose many people probably heard or say before, you get the games like that, and draw a lot of it. I suppose maybe you go from being the hunter to the hunted in a sense. Um, like, like Tipperary probably would have been favourites going into that game. You know, we went at him, um, like hungry, like grabbing us in the, in the tackle and or, or running or on the ball and got ahead. And like deep down, subconsciously, it might get into you that Jesus, you know. We're getting ahead here, and um, not that you constantly think it, but then Tipperary man down did nothing to lose. You know, um, they get a few points. Momentum is a, a serious thing, um, and look, like you just kind of that's maybe getting to their shells a little bit too. Which, um, which I said, you just the mindset has, has changed. You're not hunting Tipperary down at the minute; like they're hunting you down. So um, that probably seeped in a bit. I suppose the 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 weight of not learning. You know, semi final and final, a place like probably uh, took us toll, maybe. And I guess again, like the ground and everything, lads covered that day. And, and I suppose there was a lot of effort put into it. And people um, just had the orders to, to pick you off as well. You know, and um, their subs really made a big impact that day, too. Talking about the um, the hunted becoming, what was it, the hunter becoming the hunted? I've never seen a wing back marked as much. It was the league match in 2020 against Dublin and Crow Park just before COVID. I've never seen uh, a, a wing back marked as much as you were that day. <laughs> I think they, they, they weren't let, they, they've seen enough of you the year before and they weren't letting you get forward as much. It was, uh, it was scandalous. I, tell you, I would have been proud of it if, uh, as a back myself. <laughs> you know, to, uh, I can't remember who was. I can't remember like, who was. So Cliff at the at the start, um, I suppose we had a few battles since kind of when I went back wing back, but it was um, yeah, it was like that. I suppose look, coming near them years, it was people who were kind of probably using what they knew what we were going to do really, and they were kind of 
I suppose, trying to use what we were doing against us as such, you know, the new to be bumped the field. So, um, but that day it was just like, like literally bear hug from our own pokeouts. Like, yeah. Uh, the whole the whole 70 minutes is just holding yeah. on to you. You were being held yeah. on to. It was, uh, as, I, as I said to the ref at one stage, I said, if I was doing this, I'd be, I'd be getting booked or you know, to be freeze again me, like, you know, but um, I spoke as part and parcel of it, you know, um, yeah. I said uh, it ended up being, it was, but it was, like I said, that was a, a bad game to look at now, to be fair. Um, you know, there was a lot of, I suppose, uh, tactical uh, stuff was going on <laughs> it, and off the ball stuff. Um, it felt like a bad game to play, and to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, it was fairly uh, robust stuff now. The last game before COVID, was it? Was it Derek Harlowan? Would have been, I'm not too sure, um, to be honest with you. But, uh, it was one of the last ones, yeah. Yeah, one of the last ones. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I think there was just a lot of a lot of freeze, a lot of pull with Dragon. It was, I think there was the one Jackal came on, got a, a goal in the last minute, to, or near the last few, I think, to, to win it. Or, if I remember yeah. correctly, the media wasn't too kind to you after that game, actually. They blamed you. Yeah, could have. But I don't read much into the media yeah. now, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, um, no, I don't put much past what's what's said or all, To be fair, yeah, I think it was I think it was Woolly Parkinson saying you were you were in the wrong. Didn't know. Woolly's a Woolly a strong opinion, Tari. Right? But uh, uh, I don't know. Look, it was um, I don't know. Really, it was just one of them. I think. Oh, yeah, actually, that was a game. I got I got sent off for two yellows that day. Um, and it was, I think, both times, I think I was being pulled down to the ground. And it was just one of the things I was trying to get the two boys out of hard. Um, so I, I, was... I remember being incredibly frustrated watching you being held on to. And I, I actually forgot about the, the two yellows. But yeah, now it's coming back to me that I was incredibly frustrated with that too. And the typical referee um, reaction to just two yellows. It was Johnny Murphy, actually. Um, yeah. The typical referee reaction to two lads tussling well that's a yellow card each yeah yeah that's that's that's, that's uh it's normally the, the easiest option and two lads end up on the ground but um sure if it was the other way around i suppose if it was a forward attacking and the forward and, and back end up on the ground more likely it'd be the back getting booked but the forwards get the, the benefit i think at times yeah 2020 then probably didn't turn out to be what we expected you able to put your finger on what went wrong and in 2020? Uh, no, I suppose, look, I suppose my probably view was like we just, I suppose we COVID and everything and like lads, like we probably trained, like I think lads were in a sense maybe too honest, like I'd say we just, we left everything in the summer maybe and we, like lads had programs to do on their own and even myself, you're, you're off work, you're home here, you're you're doing your home gene or you're doing your run, you're, you're bored, you'll probably get out and lads are, um, you probably would have been better off taking a break, you know. Um, and lads have probably kept kept training, um, hard, you know, maybe too hard in a sense. Because I remember we came back, and we done testing like uh, when we first got back, and like some of the results were off the charts. Like when we first got back, and I just think maybe going into that winter championship, then maybe probably it was an awkward one as well. Like there was like football. I remember. You know, there was a lot of controversy at the time with football and stuff, but like it is a big thing down here in Wexford too. Like I think it was myself and Ross Dunne who have the whole panel were the only two lads not playing football. So like you had lads that probably put in a lot of body of work during the summer and then went into a hurling championship and then the football championship and then you know trying to get a couple of weeks later up for intercounty. And so it's just probably you know we're probably lads maybe we're coming near the end of the year in terms of 
their energy levels and went into a, a winter championship. But that day up in Crowe Park in Galway, it was just, you know, it was an eerie Halloween. There was fireworks going off. There was no real crowds. You know, it was just uh, it was a horrible atmosphere and a horrible performance from us, really. We just ended up falling flat in our arse, to be honest. You did have a very good game the, the year after against Kilkenny. John game, lost after extra time. But the controversy was, you were, you were a little bit a part of the controversy because you were a man brought on. Yeah. Have been given probably given everything, and I think you came off just at the end and you were brought on. What is it like having to ma- been absolutely wrecked watching a fully fresh six foot five Walter Walsh run over to you? Yeah, uh, not great in short. That was actually my, my last game for Wexford. Um, oh, wow, yeah, that was my last game, but yeah, that was. I, it was it's frustrating. I suppose hindsight's a great thing, and you'd say like, you know, why ain't you know the fresh lads coming on? And look at the time, you're so pumped up and into it. And I suppose the question was asked to me, like, are you ever come back on? And um, or like, basically, you're coming back on, so in a sense. And uh, I was yeah, like, you know, at the time, if I was off, I suppose I came off a couple of minutes to go, and. You know, you're you think you're refueling and you think you're ready to go, but realistically, like you're not. Um, and you said, Wally, come on in and catch the ball over you and put it in the back of the net. You'd be thinking I should be better off in the stand, but yeah, look, that was it was a it was a, a tough day. We probably done it. We, sh- we probably should have done enough maybe in this in the seventy minutes to 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 win it, and then just I suppose just the last I suppose extra time really kind of killed us. So you were kind of told like. Just you're coming back on, and obviously you're not going to you're not going to say I can't do this when you're asked asked of you like. Yeah, well, more than safety, I suppose it was in the so half time, a extra time, or, or know what it was, and I can't really remember now. But it was just like you, like you, you're ready to come back on and you know be ready kind of thing, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, probably didn't think I probably might be really. You know, I was kind of just like, um, and then all of a sudden, then you're back in, but. Look in hindsight, you'd like to think you'd say, Here, John, you know, I'm not ready to bring on someone fresh, but sure, that in the battle and you, you're up and your blood is flowing, you know, you're you'll get back on. And sure, you, deep down, you probably think you are ready to go back on, you're able to go in and, and contribute, but um, sure, I obviously wasn't able to, to wag really when I went back in. We forgive you here, thanks, Les. <laughs> <laughs> you would have come straight in as a young lad into quite a successful club side. What was that like coming in? Sure, unreal. Yeah, serious. Um, I suppose lads there said that, like you're coming into a team that at 17, 18 with, you know, Rossi, you know, Rory, Mick, Darren Stamp, you know, all these uh, lads sort of play with the county team for years. Like, you know, you're, I suppose you're watching them on the telly um, doing seriously well and then you're, you're thrown in the mix there with them and I suppose they're probably shaped the way I um, I suppose maybe in a sense train or you know what I do on and off the field um, like looking at them lads like I remember you know Christmas days mornings like going training with Rossi and Rory as a young lad like you know just because they were that's something I've probably kept up ever since just you know they were obviously preparing for like nothing hectic it was just something maybe just keep the body moving but um like you're coming into that kind of culture, winning culture, um, you know, desire to win, train, and mind yourself, you know, off the field, and um, I think it was a great, I suppose, learning curve for me. 
um, in the early part of my career. The training Christmas Day type thing is that is that nearly as much of a, a like a mental thing than anything else? To, you're thinking yourself that other people aren't doing this, but I am. Yeah, like I don't know what it was like. Look, I can only speak for myself. I suppose I just know what lads were were going, and you know, I suppose they they like we like an hour after that we were sitting off probably. We used to call it to the goffs after after mass, like and uh, like you have a bottle of beer in your hand, like so. It's just it probably is maybe a bit of a mental thing, but I was um, just lads were going, and I said, "Do you want to go with them?" Um, obviously they were extra time as well, and they were trained, so maybe, I don't know if they had plans or whatever like that. But um, I suppose look, they obviously see me maybe come up as, as you know a young lad that was going to be on the panel or whatever as well with with Elder, um, and. Yeah, just went and done it. Um, but like I said, the same thing. Like I remember going to a gym session with lads, you know, to be schooling you along and telling you how to do things and what to do, and you know, obviously the little conversations you'd be having in in the cars or training or whatever as well. Like it was, um, it was unreal. Like you want know, to get that. Um, you see a lot of them are coaching now as well, and like they're, you know, they're they probably go on to do great things as well. You know, most of them lads, um, that at that age. Um, you know, so like I suppose getting their knowledge and expertise expertise down through the years has been unreal. We have heard that uh, when Liam took over Wexford, that profession professionalism wasn't quite what it should have been. Did you find that it was actually more professional in Eulert at that stage? Well, it looks right. I'd actually like Liam was my first year, so I actually don't know what it was like at Wexford before, but. Like I remember Liam with Owlert used to like his big thing was, you know, like sure at times there was again there was so many lads Owlert lads in at the county team, like there might have been six or seven or ten lads maybe at Owlert train, and he was like, you know, we'll be as fit, not fitter, and more prepared than when the county lads come back, you know. So he had us like at that level when the lads came back in. And I remember one comment from Gizzy, actually would be first year in, and we were just chatting, I think we were in the gym or something one evening, and he says, uh no wonder he's ruining so much. He says that this is what you are doing all along. Like, you know, this we're just I suppose what we were doing with Wexford and Lean came in was probably like it was it just obviously it went up a couple of levels, but it was a lot of it was um like the same kind of um training reg regime in, in a sense. Um so like for me, my point of view, it probably made the transition a little bit easier from club to county. I suppose a lot of familiar like familiar faces and um around as well. How many how many years did you play under Liam Dunn then when you take in your two years minor and then your years with Owlert and then your years with Wexford? Oh, he had Liam two, uh, 16, uh, three years, uh, 16, 17, 18, five years then with Owlert and sure five years with, with Wexford. So <laughs> so I'm, uh, yeah, 13, and then sure back with Owlert then again. So for <laughs> years, so um, 15, 16 years there in, in all. Um, the moment you you were thinking will I ever get away from Liam? <laughs> no, like sure, look, I suppose he gave me my first start with Elder, he gave me my first start with with um uh, with Wexford, you know. Um I suppose like we won five in a row there as well, like so I suppose you oh, yeah. know get on, get on a lot too. What's it like being in the club? Like coming from Ferns, I remember thinking, what I remember asking the air lad, why don't Wexford why don't Ferns have anyone on the Wexford team, you know? And then Paul obviously comes along later, there for 10 years, but he'd say to me, oh, this guy was in, but didn't work out for him. What's it like, yeah. you know, growing up in a club where you just have an array of lads playing with the county team? You almost like wondering who's your favourite, picking your top five. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's a bit like 
like what I said there earlier, like maybe the, the like the, maybe the fear of of winning or you know, like, like I suppose you see it coming from older like at that time, um, like you see so many lads like look smart story Liam Dunn from you know, Martin lifting Liam McCarthy like your own club man next thing you know you're you're seeing him down as a young lad down on the pitch training with older you know like Liam as well then and like that goes on then to like Rory Keith and and Michael and Darren all these lads over the years Paul Roach. And you're seeing them, you know, play with Wexford and then, you know, you're down the field as a young lad watching them train with Ollert and play with Ollert. And I suppose you're seeing it day in, day out. You're, as I said to you, the lads, um, showing you what to do in terms of like, what you need to do and what you have to do off the field to make it. Um, so, like, it is changing. Like, obviously, you said, like, there's no one from Ollert there now at the minute, you know. Um, I was the, the last, uh, last lad in there, but it's... You see a lot of clubs are putting in that work now and, and there's guys from all over the county, do you know. Um there was a lot of when I first went in, there wasn't that many clubs probably represented, but now you have you know you have clubs from all corners of Wexford in there. Um and that'll only help, I suppose, develop the game and, and seeing, as you said, maybe lads like Paul there now in Ferns, um, do you know, probably he's like him doing that and being I suppose the standout or the the, the star man in the, in the parish or the club or the county or whatever, um, it'll only help young lads and you know to kind of pick up the hurdle and, and and try and emulate what what he's doing. Is it a is it a worry then from in 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 outer circles that there, there's no one in there at the moment? Um, gosh, look, you obviously we after having a, a tough kind of year, we got relegated and we're back up now and. There's plenty of work going on at adult level and underage, um, and we have a good group coming in. Um, there's a lot of work and going into to that as well. Um, there's a few lads on the minor and and then twenty squads, so the copy won't be too long before, um, you know we see another I suppose older man um representing Wexford. Um, I actually went back and I got involved with the older minors this year, um, so I'm helping out myself and. Uh, David Redmond, Owen Moore, and Anthony Story. So um, we're kind of over the other miners and hopefully kind of train. Um, I suppose guide the, the next next crew um, up into elders senior kind of and then hopefully get a few lads representing Wexford again. He's have enough coaches anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've all have different roles, you know yourself. You know. We have to have no. Your, I mean, uh, in general, Owler, oh, in general, the, 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 the coaches Thanks. coming out of 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 Owler, like. From from the likes of Keith with the under twenty one, Keith and Rory, and then Mick Jacob with the minors, and you have uh, Colin Sunderland with the Camogie. You've got um, well, you got Ray Harris like overall that Wexford Wexford development stuff, and Davy yeah. Redmond is working away yourself now as well. So I'm obviously leaving out lots, but Liam Liam Dunn like yeah. there's enough he is. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it's just probably goes to show maybe just the work and maybe. The stamp that a lot of lads that went before that left on these guys to you know try and get into coaching as well. It's, it's not for everyone, you know. I'm involved there now to like you know, I could say here this time next year and say the coaching's not for me, but um, you know, I, I enjoy obviously go down just to help out down the age and club and stuff and um you get involved, but um like the lads obviously have a love for the game and they're they're very knowledgeable and like they know what they're doing, they've kind of been there and done that at, at the top level. Um and they could only be good for Wexford, like all these lads are involved with Wexford squads as well. And yeah. um, do you know, I suppose from my view, like get involved with, with Ellert and, and try and um, help there. That's I suppose as I said where my priority is at the minute. How about football with the, the new Ellert football? Oh yeah. Store. Or give us give us six years there and I will be up senior in the football. Uh 
will, will you play yourself? Um, yeah, I, look, I probably will. Like, like I said, I'm trying to get back. Um, just gonna get my body right, like first. Um, I I probably would have played this year if I was fit and healthy. To be honest with you, but um, I took many bad days. I said like there was I spent three months on the ground in the sofa, uh, pretty much not sleeping and on morphine tablets for three months. So um, um I wanted to kind of get that sorted first before I start thinking about kicking uh, the big ball. Yeah, well, so it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a good look now um, to go down training young lads full of morphine. No, no. Um, but yeah, look, that was, I suppose, just the reality at the time. It was, wasn't, uh, um, you know, I didn't know where it was coming to go for a while, to be honest with you. That's just was, was, uh, the, the pain I was in. But I said I'm on the right side of it now at the minute and just trying to get back um, right. And I said, give him, give him back. But football, like the lad won the junior. The lads loved it. Some of the lads absolutely loved it. Like, you know, um, no pressure. So it was just, you know, football hadn't been in the club for years, um, maybe 16 or 17 years. And and uh, like when there's no way the championship is structured now, like there's no there's no clashing with Harland. Um yeah. probably call the spade a spade if the if there was we gone, we got like the older like the team be totally different, might go ahead with it, but a lot of lads mightn't play. Um whereas now they're they're happy enough to play when there's there's no passion and uh, they they really enjoyed it. You know, I could see with, with your soccer background as well. You'd be kicking forty fives and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I, I, I might get them up from the twenty one. I would admit. <laughs> we do have to be careful and not talk too much about football because Ben always gets upset with us. Yeah, not not a big fan of the big ball, Ben. No, I was just about to put you on mute there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the last time we'll be talking about. <laughs> Did the, did the pregnancy Pilates help with the injuries at all? Uh, yeah, but I look, so I'll tell you now, I was, um, there was probably something I probably didn't like the, the injury was um, like mentally, like that was, was Leanne for um, between the physical therapy and she obviously does Pilates and stuff. Like what I was doing just to get on the field, I said that time was just um, mentally draining. Like that time, I said that flared up in. Uh, April or whatever it was or March in the league I remember the Antrim game so we drove up the night before we literally poked a few balls around the night before and done a bit of stretching after the car journey and I got up the next morning and I was just raw you know I couldn't I couldn't I spent 40 minutes 50 minutes in the room just trying to limber up to get going to get to the match as such and and that was uh, I remember that was the first game I started and sure half time came then I was just like literally like I wouldn't board going out um, and in pain and stuff and I remember that was when, when I rang Davy that time I just said to him like look I just don't know if after that on the way home I said I don't know if I can continue to what I'm doing just mentally what I was doing to get out on the pitch to train and uh, continue on like that was just um, it wasn't a, a nice kind of time as such but uh, um, I said to you in fairness to Davy like you'd hear all the stuff the stories and all but um, like he like I said I didn't train from um, I trained on a Tuesday night maybe for 20 minutes and didn't train on Thursday and I played the games like he was like telling me not to turn up sometimes like you know it was grand just you know just wanted me there and get me right and sent me off to see people and stuff like um, and I suppose look the perception with Davey he'd flag me today you know and if you're not able to get a go he'd, you know, he'd be no use to him but yeah but he um, no to be fair like he, he uh, so saw I said all that year um, that was pretty much from that, that game on, I just literally played. Um, I probably trained for 20 minutes a week on the pitch as such. Like I was doing me stuff with the physios and all, but um, 
yeah, that was that was it. Uh, but Leanne was a big big help on that. To be fair, in terms of obviously with the Pilates and the being a physical therapist, I was I probably abusing my uh, my uh, role as a uh, as a partner there, getting rubs and everything and getting treatments uh, left right center. Um, but uh, yeah, it obviously took us all like that's probably half the reason as well when you think I said about retiring was was um you know obviously that played a big role you know and or, you know see what would be fair on I said home life day to day living wasn't wasn't great at that time so um the priority was getting myself right yeah you got special treatment from David well, I got very special treatment from David there <laughs> um, yeah I don't know I don't know whether I would get it for for uh, for uh, any longer than coming in fact, it was coming towards the end of the league. I suppose I had got all the preseason done, so he, he got his flogging into me for the for the preseason. Um, no, he did the damage, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it, I think. The way it described to me was it's like hammering a, a, a nail into the wall. It's I suppose it's, it's not the first bang they get to the end. It's the it's the tenth bang. So it was kind of I think it was just a, mm-hmm. a thing um, over many years of 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 hardship. You've a, you've a Fitzgibbon too at the um from 2014, is it? Yeah, so um 14, yeah. So um we had Bonner, who was a manager, and Harry was there, sure. Harry uh Harry Kyo and I think Andrew Kenny from Exeter was on the, the panel at the time as well. But um yeah, that was fantastic. Just went on um it was a great group, like a lot of Warford Kenny um lads on that, that team as well. Um Oh, yeah, she missed the final. I, I uh, just on a crap now, but I missed the final. I had a uh, uh, poor hamstring in extra time of the semi final. Um, I'd say maybe literally five minutes to go, maybe in extra time. And sure, obviously, with the match being the next day, the final being the next day, um, I wasn't able to, to talk out, but um, yeah, I missed the final. But it was that was a seriously good game that year. Um, and we kind of got on gel together really well and, and kind of like probably in terms of pound for pound maybe weren't the best team but just as a team like was just uh, like we came out on top in a lot of a lot of big games would you have noticed being with the club say you easily able to get over the, not easily able to get over the line but you're always able to get over the line in club games when you're under pressure but then when it came to Leinster for some reason it didn't really happen for you were, were there similarities between Owlert and Wexford in not being able to get over the line in big games, or was it just totally different? No, it probably would be um, similarities in um, in it. Like I suppose my record in Leicester is not great. Like I've lost two, four, I've lost uh, is it eight Leicester finals or seven Leicester finals. So um, like it's it's just I think when you kind of get to that stage, look obviously with Owlert at the time we got the four, you know, lost them, uh, lost the four in a row. Um, like I think if we had of like that's probably one of the biggest I suppose regrets in terms of you had to get over the line in any of them, you know, you obviously had a chance of winning maybe in all Ireland there with the club. I think the team was good enough to do it. But you know, just like that, even with with Wexford, you when you get over the line and you've done it, like at, at club level, I suppose, teams coming up again, us maybe we were on top or do you know we know how to win, get over the line again, teams we probably knew. You go outside Wexford then you're probably playing teams that you don't maybe know necessarily an awful lot about. Um, like these days, you'd obviously have a lot more video analysis and you'd get you know more info on players and teams and stuff. And maybe when you get near the end of games, a bit of that, maybe like I said, with Wexford that time against Tipperary or whatever, you kind of subconsciously think, oh, maybe 
here we go again, maybe, or whatever. Um, and it just probably takes one time maybe to get over that line to realise, you know, we can do it. And then in 2015, when you did do it, and I have it from, from one of your own teammates saying that, you know, that's when you were nailing down your position at number six and that you were one of the main, if not the best player in the Leicester Championship that year. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I suppose just really interested. That year was the year I, I, I um, stepped away from Wexford and I just I just went back, I suppose, really, I said, to prove myself and, and really um, just enjoy me hurling and um, went on a good run with Ellard and sent her back and kind of stayed there. And, uh, yeah, I was just, that I actually did Leinster games or just, I, I remember even saying to Paul and work one day, you know, after doing the county final, just, like them Leinster games are just unreal games to be part of. I love playing them. You know, you go, you're going up to Moore Park or Dr. Cullen Park or Nolan Park. Um, and I just really enjoyed them games. Like you're, I suppose you're outside the county. Um, you know, you're just, you're, you're testing yourself again, maybe the best team from another county there after winning their county championship. And um, just really enjoyed and really enjoyed that year. I mean, as you said, went on a run and eventually got over that that line in Gangola. And then did you get club, club hurler of the year? In that year as well, 2015. Uh yes, I did actually. Um, that was a nice yeah, no, it was nice, nice, nice achievement, I suppose to get recognised. Um nice that you forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Um no, it is rough, I suppose. Um it's always nice suppose, to get recognised by I suppose your peers as such. Um but uh, yeah, no, that was that was a, a nice, nice touch to get that chair. I was just trying to bring in bring bring up more of the positives then. I bring bring yeah. up positives that fits and all, and you bring it back to do you think that was Wexford and Wexford Downward's problem? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure look, it was uh, there was uh, you a lot of problems, a lot of positives too. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> what was it like? Well, ask a positive here. Yes. What was it like when the final whistle went in 2019 Leinster final, finally getting over the line? Um, actually, unbelievable. Like, um, it's just like I don't know. I said maybe I'll say bottle of feeling euphoria, like it's such just a point like relief, like I suppose excitement, emotion, like you know, just happiness, everything you all know, bottled up into one. Um, you feel everything. You're just probably running to try and get the next Wexford lad closest to you. Um, you know, it's just kind of to see that off. Look, obviously we've. A lot of years under belt, a lot of the lads there at that time, and um, and just to kind of win, um, to all the extra crowd there that day, to all everything. I suppose playing Kilkenny, beating Kilkenny. I suppose as a young lad, you're looking at extra winning Leicester title, Leicester titles, or you know whatever it was normally against Kilkenny, or like losing a few as well. So it was just um, you know you couldn't write it, and it was just fantastic. And then to Spend a bit of time with family and friends. I think that day we could have stayed out on the pitch for like no one really went into the dressing room. And normally the dressing room is, you know, with your players and teammates and management is like the best, but everyone just stayed out on the pitch with family, friends and players soaking in and um, the whole thing. You know, I suppose probably leaving the pitch means it's starting to, you're starting to move away from it, but um, it was unreal. How does it compare to winning a Lancer title with the club? I sure look, they're, they're similar, but completely different at the same time. You know, uh, I suppose at that time, you know, losing four Leinster titles in a row, um, 
like a similar kind of feeling, but like you're doing it with, I suppose, lads you grew up with. Uh, and just like, obviously extremely special, like to, you know, to get over that line for um, in Leinster. And, um, but, you know, when you're going home then to, again, your your own people, your own parish and stuff, but like it's, it's a similar enough feeling really then with, with Wexford as such, you know, they're just uh, unbelievable. Now, being, being a man who I would say your use of the ball was... Top top notch, I'd say one one of the best users of the ball. Questionable at times. Uh, I'm gonna give you this one, right? What does it make you think when you see a Wexford team finish with twenty wides like they did on Sunday? Look, it's not ideal. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be overly worried at this time of the year. To be to be straight about it, um, if it's I suppose that's a common trend now, maybe in the first two games, but. Like, I suppose if it's like that in the last couple of games, you'd be kind of questioning coming in championship. But, like, I suppose lads used to laugh at me, like, we do shooting drills or we're shooting, and I'd be like, I used to just always say to lads, shoot the score now, but, you know, <laughs> you know, lads would be <laughs> shoot the score. But I'm like, a lot of times lads would just shoot, like, you know, and just wouldn't really be thinking about the whole thing, just shoot. Uh, and maybe not putting emphasis on actually getting the ball over the bar. And uh, I'd, like, I'd, I'd often say it, Kelly trainer, club trainer, like, shoot score, like, um and uh but I just think like I said it's something to work on if the lads can iron that out. Um and I suppose even like you need to be getting like realistically inter county standard, like you need to be um for probably like seven, eight wides really, you know, maybe four and a half, five and a half max. Um so if they can iron that out over the next couple of games, they've obviously been in a in a, a better place. Yeah, they did have 50 scoring chances, so like there are elements of the of, of the performance that are working, but it's the finishing. On on that, you know, not worrying about it this time of year. Is there an issue with the league? You you played in enough of them. Like, is it re, is it a real competition or is it just a warm up for championship? Ash, look, it's had to change over the years. Like, it's like people like from a player point of view, like you're going out to win every game. Like, no matter what way, like realistically, it's it's, it's championship. But like, there's not to be snipped at in league game. So like, you want to win. Like from I suppose it's a great opportunity. A lot of new lads playing, um, there even over the weekend. Lads need to get a taste of the action. Like now is the time to do it. You know, um, how else do you want to see who's you know going to be ready for championship or get their chance? Um, very hard to come the way inter county is now. It's very hard to come straight in. So you need to be exposed at a high level, um, of games at this time of year now. Um, and I just think it's probably after. Like teams are probably still training through the league. That's probably the reality of it now. I think that teams are still training through the league and no one wants to lose. And you obviously still want to go out and win. Um, but like I suppose, like deep down, I suppose if you sit down with a lot of inter-county managers and lift, I suppose, off the record, might tell you to be happy enough maybe to get a couple of wins, you know, get a few new lads in and be happy enough to get a good run in championship. Like that's probably the reality of it now. I don't know how do you feel about it or what do you think? I mean, I get excited in the league. Like last year, winning all the games, getting to the semi-final, getting excited. And like, and you look at Waterford winning it so easily in the end and then not getting out of the round robin in, in Munster. And you just you just wonder about, like even um, Pat Ryan at Cork, after they bet Limerick last week, he was like, ah, look, it's not about that win. It's about... The, the championship in April that's what we're focused on so they're, they're in interviews admitting that this league doesn't matter so I 
it does matter as such because you want to obviously win and, and kind of like glad you're in different positions. Like you have different teams there, different stages in terms of like new management's in or, you know, teams could be going through this or transition or to have lads in and they could be trying out new players. So like, you know, Dara's first year last year, he said winning all the games in the league, like, you know, obviously fresh management coming in, everyone putting their best foot forward, going at the league as such, you know, Dara probably feels more comfortable in who he has and what he has now at the minute. He's just able to try out a few players um, and and see what's what's happening like from 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 last year. You know, there's obviously a lot of new names in there. A few lads like myself and Paul and like's gone. Um, so like he's able to try out a few more players. He knows maybe who he has for maybe the latter rounds as such. Um, and just about getting game time into lads as such now as well. Like, and um, they said like, would you rather win all the games in the league and and fall flat in championship or build throughout the league and, and attack championship um, in your kind of, I suppose, in the, the best position possible. I suppose even with yourself and Paul gone this year, I mean, two leaders as well within within that group and it's trying to find a place. And there's still leaders within the group, obviously, but it's still two less that there was and trying to find replacements for that. Needing someone else, you know, being able to tell lads to shoot the score. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's it's just like like that. We look at lads to step up, and lads show leadership in different ways. Like some lads talk, some lads show it on the pitch, some lads show it by their actions you know, on the field. It's just, it's a um, and you said there's plenty of lads in there, Um just it's a good group of players. Like you know, um, there's plenty still left in a lot of lads there, and and a lot of new guys coming through as well. So uh, look, there's a lot to be positive about. Wides obviously are concerned, but um, I said if it's kind of you know, next day, I'll be getting worried now. Kind of next day, fourth day, you know, if they're still hitting high numbers, like that's that's probably when you need to um start really probably like Glasgow know themselves, you know, like shooting um at the minute. So um I think once that kind of gets corrected and Lazar kind of getting that right, as you said, getting a lot of chances, you know, um we'll start putting the, the ball over the bar, hopefully. Now we'll go on to our Hurler of the Week, sponsored by Boland's Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford. Number one for new and used cars in Ireland. So Sean, from the win over Westmead at the weekend, you get the, you get the choice of uh, our Hurler of the Week. Brilliant. Um, yeah, look, I suppose you see a few lads um, doing well, not new lads in there, I think. Um, they've done very well, but um, I suppose for me, I think... Connor Horn had a really good game and um, stepped up and and um Joey's always a lot of skin shown, a lot of promise and, and hopefully he can kick on now and, and really drive on. But um the game there at the weekend, I think Connor Horn deserves hurler of the week. Congratulations to Connor Horn. A well deserved hurler of the week this week. Yeah, three points from play as well. He had a he's kind of a fellow who's been there for a few years, but hasn't nailed down a spot. But this year, the way he's gone, it looks like he probably will. Yeah, like um, like three points for play. Like he's he's all action, all energy. Good, you know, he's always good for a score. Um, I said like he's there a few years, but nothing not takes a while before that. You know, gets comfortable and like you look. Charlie had a good game as well there, and and you know his first year last year, and he's after kicking on again. So like you're hoping, um, like I suppose like Connor and Ian Carty and Connor Foley and these lads that have have kind of maybe getting a bit of game time now in the league that really kind of step up and. You know, there's a few places up for grabs too. So, and um, they're, they're uh, I suppose, that's why I say in the league, I suppose, this is the opportunity for a lot of these guys if they can get a jersey and hold on to it. That's, I suppose, that's a, that's a box tick for, for Darren, more options for championship. Who is the best player you've ever played with? 
Oh, best player I've ever played with. Um, I suppose I had a few to be fair now. Um, over the years, but I suppose that the older team and obviously Wexford. Um, like I suppose you look at Wexford there, like like the chain, like it's unbelievable there. And um, what he's doing, Paul as well. Um, like two fantastic hurlers, but um, it have to kind of go. Rossi, Keith Rossi with Eldert there, just um, always seemed to be the big moments, big standout moments when really when we need him. He was always that person or go to, even off speed, just knew, kind of say the right thing at the right time. Um, and yeah, I think Rossi was probably the best player I've played with. Who's the toughest player that you've ever played against? Um, toughest. Uh, you, I suppose as Ben alluded earlier, Big Wally's not not the easiest man knowing he's long balls five foot over your head. But um you know, I suppose like Tony Kelly in recent years is obviously um Joey's kind of all action all over the field, man that you suppose you have to kind of worry about. Um you know kind of off left and right and running around, but um, yeah, I'd probably say maybe Tony. So Wally, Wally got you at a weak moment. It wasn't fair enough. Yeah, I was at a disadvantage there. <laughs> some good, uh, some good pictures of yourself and Tony from recent years, getting nice up up close and personal. Yeah, uh, probably a bit like yourself there, and you saying a tactic there from from uh, the Dublin game. Maybe that that was probably the tactic I was trying to use. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, trying to nail him down. Not easy at times. Um, I would look there's. Few like you know, even in training, likes of Rory O'Connor, Chinner, you know, even go back to older training, likes of Nicky Corbin, like always, um, just silent assassin, you know, it's just, um, they're always like it's a good kind of school of learning, um, but uh, yeah, I suppose just in recent memory, probably Tony's probably the one who kind of sticks out. Who's the one player you'd go to war with? Um, yeah, I suppose. That's one as well. I suppose I said earlier, like Bladshaw, you know, different traits and different things, and um, you know, like stand up in big moments. Um, like Matt has wanted to stick out with with Wexford, and so even with others like Garrett, always seen it always come up with a big play when you really need him. John, to me, that's kind of one, like what you need. Um, but uh, yeah, like maybe I'll give that one to to to, to Matt. Maybe I think he's the one that does. There's, there's no end to. John, he gets a lot of a lot of sticky time, but um, there's just no end to him, um, and he's one lad, I suppose, in the trenches that you'd want with you. What's your favorite or most memorable moment from your career? Um, favorite, um, I suppose we chat probably the two Leicester finals if you can take two, um, probably the club maybe might edge it as such, just after all the kind of years of heartbreak, um. But I suppose the two of them similar from my point of view in terms of you know you lost four Leinster finals and then you know get over the line Wexford as I said I didn't know the way the career started off didn't know whether it ever get to play you know and and, and never mind I suppose winning Leinster finals so um I'd just say maybe both be allowed that are you allowing it ah we will we will really. <laughs> he did say that he'd edge he, club if he had to edge it yeah I suppose if it was good to me head I'd, I'd say that the club probably yeah. Uh, you kind of have to say that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's been your biggest inspiration in your career? Biggest inspiration, I suppose. Um, it was actually badder as well in terms of just even just like he's the one that brought me everywhere in terms of growing up and like doing anything better. Giving the soccer, like I like every night of the week between soccer and hurling and stuff, and then just bring me to train and 
think you had coaches over your years that you know that obviously kind of guide you and and, and bring you but like I suppose just the effort and alone that to get me down like he wouldn't be um he's obviously mad at Harlan fan but he never would have played a lot of Harlan like you know um and I suppose he just brought me everywhere and I suppose I'll give me the opportunity to play. Very good. Thank you very much, Sean, for, for coming on. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That's a pleasure. Um, best of luck now as you're, as you're spreading the, the Harlem Bible there. So, fair play to you. Thanks very much, Sean. Matthew Hallen trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew Hallen. It's not here. It's in the net. Thanks to Sean for coming on the podcast. Great to have him. Lovely fella. And thanks to everyone for listening. Did you message Shane this week, Ben? I did. I actually, I travelled to Mullingar with Shane. Oh, very good. And we went early because he wanted to see the Joe Dolan statue. Oh, okay. So we got our pictures at the Joe Dolan statue and myself and Dharma were heading to the game and Shane ended up talking to talking to this local man about Joe Dolan and we needed to go to the game and Shane ended up I'm pretty sure he did the Joe Dolan tour of Mullingar while the game was on so he missed it hence oh, right. there was no point in getting him on the podcast you know he's always been a fan of Joe Dolan I just didn't think he'd end up going down the rabbit hole before our Wexford match well we got him back home anyway it's the main good. thing I suppose good good Thank you, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Up Wexford. Over the bar. All right, Wexford.